I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. There's a lot happening these days. But I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters, without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the 7 most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about 7 minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If 
you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. If it doesn't work, you're just not using enough. You're listening to Software Radio, special operations military news, and straight talk with the guys in the community. Hey, what's going on? It's Rad, and I just hit record on another episode of Software Radio. But today, I have kind of like, you know, someone very special to talk to, uh, Major. Major Fred Galvin. So I read Fred's story, and he should be a lieutenant colonel, listeners. All right? So I just want to let you know, that's why I feel like I should call him a lieutenant colonel, because my hair tingles on the back of my neck and the face to, to salute him as a lieutenant colonel, because he earned that rank. And so I just want to make sure that as you listen to the story that Fred's going to talk about, I want you to think of him as a lieutenant colonel, because he deserves that, and uh, he should have that on his DD-214 at the least. At the least. So, Fred... Lieutenant Colonel, Major, Marine, human being on this earth, welcome to Soft Rep. <laughs> Thank you very much, Red. It's awesome to be here. Yeah, it is. It's awesome. And I hate to have you here because the story that you have to tell is not one that I would ever want to be put into. It's one that you've been thrusted into. This is not a Hollywood book that you have to, unless you have it. I'm just going to say this is like real deal. You know, you were dealing with UCMJ. Uh, which is the Uniform Code of Military Justice all over you. You were probably dealing with Geneva Conventions, people, war crimes coming at you. You were caught inside of a, a situation that I have never been involved in, nor have I ever had rounds shot at me in hate, okay? So for those of us about to listen to Fred's story, I want you to understand, we weren't there. We weren't there at the time of day when the sun was hitting the sand that they were stepping on. We don't understand the situation that presented it to themselves. They do. He does. So this story is Fred's story. And Fred, I just want to ask before, you know, I, I know that the situation is atrocities during, you know, the global war on terror where you were a uh, SOCOM commander, which is Special Operation Command. That's when the Marine Corps finally decided to have their own separate entity to run MARSOC. And uh, you became the commander of the first I want to say detachment commander to go overseas and and deploy with that MARSOC unit to get into combat and defend, you know, the global war on terrorism. Am I close to just breaking that down? Actually, the first one, it was a, we were a company, so it wasn't a detachment technically. Okay. I'm not trying to split hairs. And then when we got in theater, the Joint Special Operations Task Force designated us as a task force. Okay, cool. So uh, I was the commanding officer of 
the unit, uh, the very first unit that Marine Special Operations Command deployed to combat. And uh, we were assigned into eastern Afghanistan, right on the Afghan-Pakistan border with our Marine uh, Special Operations Task Force. That's incredible. Now, is that where the yeah. MEUs would be uh, assigned is within SOCOM, MEU? Is that what that is, is my understanding? Well, actually, that's a good question. So the Marine Expeditionary Units, a group of, it's a air ground task force of Marines. They have an infantry battalion, a logistics support element, and then they also have a, a ground combat element, and then their command element. We actually deployed with the 26th Marine Expeditionary Unit. We left on the USS Baton and two other ships January 2007 out of Norfolk, Virginia. And that was by no mistake. The Marine Corps intentionally did it. It wasn't like accidental, like, oh, these guys just happened to find their way on the ship. The Marine Corps right. didn't want the Marine Special Operations Task Force to be lost to the Special Operations Command. They're like, hey, we're paying this tab. We're going to drink the beer. That's just how it's going to go. We're not going to let these guys be like the Navy SEALs who originally were assigned on ship and then got taken off the ship. So very intentionally, they put us on the ship. Now, in this whole, let's call it an arranged marriage rad, because that's what it was, is you had Dr. Rumsfeld, who was the Secretary of Defense. He was for Bush Jr., number 40, President 43. He kept ordering and he asked, he ordered all the uh, components in the Special Operations Command to increase their capacity for Special Operations Forces. This was right after 9-11. So the Green Braves added a battalion per group. SEALs added a team on both coasts. AFSOC increased uh, their personnel. The Marine Corps, they didn't do anything. They didn't contribute. Well, and then they slow rolled it and said, we'll have a proof of concept for two years. And they did that, worked well. They stretched it out. And guess what happened? Bush Jr. wasn't like his dad. He ended up getting reelected for a second term. So right. he kept Rumsfeld. Rumsfeld said in 2005, Marine Corps, you will create this. And in 2006, that happened. So I, I say that background because at the activation ceremony for Marine Special Operations Command, which I was there, the SOCOM commander, General Brown, said when the Marines from the, the Special Operations Task Force arrive yeah. at the 31st parallel, they will become operation employed by the theater special operations command. So I went to the little map at, immediately after that. And I was trying to figure out this Rumpelstiltskin secret, like, okay, we're going to get off and we're going to work. For food. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Across like, phase line. Oh <laughs> yeah. Now yeah. this means, you know, we're going to be in the Suez canal. That's the central command, the middle East. So I realized, okay, we're going to work for, the SOC sent Special Operations Command Central, all the, the the commander who works for, who all the special operations in the Middle East work for. And so I immediately started coordinating with a, a Marine leader that was assigned down to SOC sent uh, to figure out, hey, what type of missions, what specific location. Uh, so I did that for 11 months, but there was such great resistance, Rad, like we were just talking. Not only were we put on the ship, but they intentionally it's not that they wanted to keep us in the dark that wasn't the case they the marine corps intended to keep us on the ships and yeah. uh, but when rumsfeld he was the godfather so he created this marriage between socom and the united states marine corps and this was not a desired marriage by either party so we were the first love baby 
the offspring that both parties wanted to die on the operating table. You know, SOCOM, as you know, Rad, is spelled A-R-M-Y. You know, there's 25,000 Muldoons there that, I mean, they're, they're the big, big dog. And so now you've got a special operation. Yeah. 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 So now you got another mouth to feed and it's also unwanted competition. So Rad, it's kind of like you inviting your girlfriend to meet your wife and nobody wanted, you know, this extra, you know, brand new, young, sexy thing. That's no thanks. No, like, in the Marine Corps, all out in, like the latest Eagle Industries combat gear. You have the like 1911s. Everybody's all tricked out, and it's like, what is this? How how do we get to be this? And now all of a sudden, you have this another yeah. special operations community enveloped. Yeah, it also actually didn't help either because at that point, I was I had served in Marine Corps for 19 years, and the only job that I had outside of the operating forces was as an instructor, the Marine Corps version of Top Gun. So. Ours is out in Yuma, Arizona. And because of that experience, I realized like we really, the war on terror, you know, was being waged against us and explosive devices were how the enemy was really inflicting heavy casualties on us. So I was like, hey, we need to stay off the roads. So I started working a lot with both the Air Force Special Operations Command and the Army's Special Operations Aviation Regiment, the 160th out of Fort Campbell. And I got a lot of pushback. Uh, specifically from uh, 5th Special Forces Group commander, like, hey, here's how this whole thing evolved. You know, the those aviation assets were in support of us Green Braves and the, and the Special Forces groups, and then they consolidated it, and now the preponderance are working just for special missions units. And uh, he discouraged me from trying to work with them, but regardless, because we were the, the brand new sexy thing on the block, yeah, the 160th was working with this. AFSOC was working with this. And it was ruffling a lot of feathers with, you know, primarily ARMY, you know, special forces groups. And uh, that's exactly who we would end up working for with the third special forces group commanding officer, Colonel Haas, over in Afghanistan. So we get over there. It was immediately like, stop. You will not have any aviation assets. All logistics as far as food, water, vehicle fuel tires everything grinding halt so we didn't just have the marine corps show no love again both parties in this marriage and the way you kill something is you take away the logistics then you know it goes to a complete standstill i mean what can you do if you don't have any fuel for your vehicles if you don't have any aviation so colonel haas gave us this uh mission impossible hey get up here in the torbor mountains and he circled this blob on a map you know, from being in the military, a boundary for area of operation is defined by either train features or specific, you know, grid points. This just arbitrary blob on a map is what we got. And people say, so what? Well, when you want to do the mission impossible, and you say, get up there on the mountains in the middle of winter, this is February, 2007, Tora Bora Mountains, the most formidable train in the world, and you don't provide any resources. And then you further give this restriction and say, hey, we can't afford to have another Operation Red Wings like what happened in Lone Survivor. Uh, right. That mission, of course, was a disaster. They had to reinforce with a quick reaction force. So Colonel Haas said, you must have a quick reaction force to immediately you know, deploy and come to your aid if you get in a pinch. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought... 
in that moment, oh my god, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. So again, you know, we, we had to have a quick reaction force to immediately put us there. We, and that's going to require aviation assets. And when I was, con- so we, we get on the ground, we have our reconnaissance teams immediately able to, you know, we, they approved an overflight and that's kind of like a fluffer. That's really doing very little other than you can see the area, but you're not putting boots on the ground. So immediately after that overflight, which happened right off, right off the bat, no other aviation assets was ever, were ever approved. So they kept saying, get up there in the mountains. Well, we have to have a quick reaction force. We have to have dedicated aviation assets for that. Right. We couldn't do it. And this all led, Rad, to an event that happened on the 4th of March in 2007 when we were attacked. And what preceded that was we started to see the snow melt on the eastern portion of the Torbora Mountains. And so we started to coordinate with an army military police unit that was assigned there that platoon leader she was stationed right on the afghan pakistan border so I'm like hey we can get up there but we need to stage a quick reaction force on their base so i need to do face-to-face forward unit coordination and make sure right. uh, we're going to be able to stage you know our our you, you know we're going commanders yeah. there yeah. yeah but on the way yeah this is right on the afghan pakistan border so what do you see pakistan at that time is it 
area. We couldn't uh, legally go into Afghan or to Pakistan. So that was a training sanctuary. So they were fully radicalizing foreign fighters there. And then they'd come right across this border. We realized very quickly that they weren't coming over this 14,000 foot snow covered mountain in the middle of winter. They were just using this road that American taxpayer dollars, this is the first road built in Afghanistan, thanks to decisions made by the Department of State. And what was really going on was poppy and opium was being exported out of Afghanistan. Foreign fighters were coming straight through this, you know, major it paved, it was only paved road. Yeah. Yeah. Why would you course. go over I mean, the mountains yeah. in the middle of winter when you got a paved road? Hello. And a yeah. snowplow right there for you, bud. Made for, yeah. here you go. You want to light the way. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> they send you up so, to 13,000 feet. <laughs> yeah. And what to, they really want to do is either A, get us in the mountains away from anything that's ever going to happen, or B, keep us on a base where, you know, and, and we all know how senior officers get promoted. It's not if they do all these great things very well. That's not how it is. But if you do one thing wrong, if you do that one thing wrong, it's it's game over. You get voted off the island. So the game was, you know, ride the clock out. We're we're ahead of the game. You know, Jackson Steel. You know, look good. Have you know? You've seen some of these team houses. You know, they have the pool, lifeguard stands. It's it's kind of embarrassing in some places. But right. that was the name of the game. Now, certain commanders weren't like that. Seventh Special Forces Group, Colonel Reader's folks were, were warriors. They were exact opposite. Colonel Haas, who's about to, you know, cooperate, graduate, ride the clock out. Hey, let's uh, let's sit back and have a successful combat deployment by not doing anything. And so that's where we were constrained. So we weren't given the aviation assets. We were trying to get on this base. We made that coordination. The platoon commander said, hey, no problem. But the tricky thing, Rad, was there was a town, the first town on the Afghanistan side, right next to that border. What do you think the Taliban are using that for? That's a distribution center. That's like your, your yeah. Amazon fulfillment center, all the goodies. They get stationed there. They link up their handlers for that last mile delivery. Boom. Guess what? You know, they. Uh, that is where all of the action Hey, this is Rad with SoftRep Radio, and I just want to talk to you about Brandon Webb and John David Mann, right? Okay, these two guys have been hammering out books, and they just brought you a new one with Cold Fear. That's right. New York Times bestselling authors Brandon Webb and John David Mann have just put out Cold Fear. It is the adventures of Finn, the Navy SEAL. You got to check it out. Read that book. I think it's going to come out on Audible. So Brandon Webb, John David Mann props you're being held like you're you, you guys get the leash taken off of you but we can't cross pakistan i've i had a friend that was delta force yeah he was going through Tora Bora at that time and he's like we were right on their heels and we couldn't even cross into pakistan they stopped us hard line yes. and so i can only imagine you were stopped hard line go to the mountains don't go to pakistan yeah Jeez. yes and so this little town this village called exactly and it was so this body yeah. co village we had good information that there was four suicide bombers fully radicalized that were living in this town and you know that is basically that's like your pit bull that's your watchdog because you can't really control i mean you can do things to defeat remote controlled improvised explosive devices you can do things to defeat foot soldiers but if somebody wants to come up and they've got 
explosives under their robe. It's very hard to detect and defeat something like that. So what that does to people is it puts a lot of psychological fear and it keeps a lot of conventional forces out from doing regular foot patrols, especially if you're in a van. What we started to see in this evolutionary cycles of these roadside bombs, it used to just be the bomb and then they'd put some fuel in there because psychologically when somebody is literally burnt alive, you know, the the unnatural, you know, screaming and yelling and the pain and agony is uh, is just so psychological. It creates that that fear, changes the way people think. They don't want to leave the wire. And so what happened to us when we rolled into this town, we were, you know, that they changed. This is why we spent 20 years and lost a war over there because we were mopping it up before then, up to 2005. Then they changed in 2006 to the NATO rules of engagement. So you had to have like a federal case on somebody to go prosecute them. Yeah. Look at what happened in Afghanistan. That war was won. And when you added more forces like we did later on, you could have easily just paved that place, but we didn't want to. They knew this counterinsurgency strategy, the, the hearts and minds, like General Mattis adopted the phrase from the Hippocratic Oath of first, do no harm. Do you think that sends mixed signals to warriors that are getting fired at to first yeah, do no can. harm? Well, especially, well, yeah, especially Marine Corps, because yeah. I don't think in the Marines you really say first do no harm. You say you're going to be a Marine and you're going to answer with the word kill when I say, okay kill that's kind of how yeah. it goes right and so you have yeah honestly you join the marines to become a trained weapon that's the marine corps the blade of the that's tip it. of the spear okay so yeah i like mattis i'm not saying anything i let you say these things and you have this experience i am just yeah. shocked at the situation that you're about to unfold so go ahead yeah well actually to further elaborate this 2005 then Lieutenant General Jim Mattis, he had went to this uh, Armed Force Communication Convention down in San Diego, and he made these public comments. He's kind of received a, a light lashing with a wet noodle by uh, the Commandant of the Marine Corps for saying this. But he said, hey, those guys don't have any manhood left. They slapped these women because they didn't wear a veil for five years. I like shooting them. I'll be right up there for, with you. You know, shooting some of these people is is fun. So he says happen. this publicly. Yeah. Yeah. This is in I hear this. Yeah. this Sometimes two so people. He's, he's yeah. got this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's got this bold talk. And then our task force goes in very shortly after he says that in 2007. And Red, you and I both know, and I'm not talking about this uh, gender politics, but you know what the Taliban respected? H-E. And that's not he or him or anything. That's high explosives. They respect yes. when you can you know, deliver rounds on target shrapnel and bullets that's what they they understand and respect violence and when you start right, saying as mattis mattis came up with a moniker and he sent it to everybody out there in you know afghanistan first do no harm so people are getting these mixed signals like "Ooh, it was we get blown up and we're not so i say all that you know people say well, what's the deal with mattis guess what when we got blown up when we entered this village a car bomb filled with fuel and shrapnel detonated. This was a van. It built burnt trees 100 feet above us. Uh, then we started getting shot out one side of the road, another a sniper position. They dragged a vehicle across the road, trapping us in this kill zone. We fought our way out because I wasn't, I, mean, I was on the patrol with our lads. 
And I wasn't sitting there like, first, do no harm. We fought our way out. We killed the enemy that was shooting at us. And we returned back to base. This instantly, within 20 minutes, was on the BBC radio. You know, this uh, information warfare saying we murdered women and children. Tribal elders had told uh, another government agency that we were drunk, that we used slingshots to fire grenades to make it look like there was an explosion, and that we went door to door sport killing women and children. And guess what? When we got kicked out of Afghanistan, our battalion commander, this is not a joke, he came up to myself and the platoon commander that was also on the patrol, the other officer. He said, was it true? You guys were drunk? And that's what the Marine Corps wanted. Unfortunately, the Marine Corps didn't want a special operations element. So the Marine Corps wanted to hear, and like a lot of people throw stones at this favored son. We were like Joseph from the Bible. Like, you think you're special? Everybody was condemning us. Rad, actually this morning, I got an email from a, a gentleman that was in the Marine Corps at the time. And he was part of a, another unit that was brought into uh, the special Marine Special Operations Command. Originally, it was called the Foreign Military Training Unit. This was a, a foreign internal defense type of a unit where ours was initially stood up to be kinetic, more like a commando task force. And he, he yeah, wrote me force. and he said, this gentleman's name is Shane. He said, hey, I, until I read your book, A Few Bad Men, he goes, I believed every word that they were saying inside the command about you. And then he goes, it was basically, I'm paraphrasing, it was just like a free-for-all is what this gentleman was saying. I mean, this was 15 years ago, and he said there was this rivalry, and everybody was just coming down on you. He's like, I'm sorry you had to go through this. And this is a guy, I, he just reached out to me on social media. I've never met him. But right. that kind of explains what was going on. So this case, so we were accused of mass murder at a the largest number of alleged women and children killed by machine guns, direct fire weapons in the whole war in Afghanistan. They said we killed 19 and wounded 50. So this went to trial and the convenient authority ended up being, guess who? None other than General Mattis. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. 
if you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. He was directly over the situation. So there is a really connection with you and the, and him with, you know, hey, he has this oh, yeah. mantra of like, you know, I make them stay up at night because I'm their nightmare. But then he tells you, no, you know, don't go into a combat situation and do no harm. And I understand what he's trying to say, right? Like, hey, we're coming peace, right? But they're not there for peace right now. They want maybe us out of their country. They don't want American representation for that you know, those elders and all those people that are there, uh, you know, the Taliban is setting you up and you get into this crossfire. Was it out of market? This happened out of market, right? So a lot of this happened, like this explosion and everything did happen. And this was reaction to fire for you. This was not you being sport hunting them. This was reaction to the situation. You reacted, correct? That's correct. It was not uh, any type of sport killing. In that first do no harm, you're right. It's a principle in special operations. You know, you try to approach soft until you have to go hard when you get contact. But once in in your, you said it right away, Brad, it is they view us as invaders. We're the infidel. They had this mentality that they used coercion through, you know, beheadings, intimidation, right. assassinations amongst the population to, you know, oppose us. So this was like an insurgency. And so we try to bring peace in these villages, but once there's a fight, you know, that's, that's over. And people think, yeah, well, well some of these rounds, they went, I'm like, Hey, this happened at nine o'clock in the morning, broad daylight. I was on the patrol of the vehicle that uh, detonated on us. There was nothing left. That was the only body that, you know, the Afghan police and then the military police unit that we just left their base. They came on the scene as well. That was the only body that was ever photographed and observed and recorded that, you know, anybody saw. So there was other bodies that we killed. That's for sure. They were immediately taken away. These were foreign fighters and I'm sure some Afghan towering. So immediately this vehicle came straight to perpendicular, came perpendicular head on to that vehicle of ours that just got blown up, trying to T-bone it and finish it off. Three jihadists were hanging out of the windows firing their AK-47s fully automatic. And we had a, the vehicle that got attacked was visually different. It was our ambulance vehicle. The other five vehicles were fully encased up armored Humvees. So this vehicle that got hit, not only with the car bomb, but the jihadists were trying to attack it. It had dinner armor. It had an open air compartment in the back that you could load a casualty and that, you know, somebody could lob a grenade into 
So when that vehicle got attacked by the sports utility vehicle where the jihadists were driving, our turret gunner stood up. We had a communicator in the back of the troop compartment of that vehicle. He stood to his feet and they both engaged with their machine guns, made quick work of that vehicle that was uh, trying to finish us off. Then immediately after that, we had a dismount in this dry riverbed on the opposite side of the road, on the north side of the road. They were doing fire maneuvers. So an element was stationary, providing suppression, while another element would bound. And these echelons were moving towards us. Again, nine o'clock in the morning, we were on a road which was elevated. We had a you know, guys in a turret on the top of this uh, Humvee. So ancient military maxim or axiom is, uh, you know, take the high ground, maintain fire superiority. So it was very easy. We had uh, two trucks engage those in the dry riverbed, made quick work of them, but we were still receiving very accurate sniper fire. U.S. Army Criminal Investigative Laboratory uh, later did an analysis on the sides of our vehicles and stated their, their findings were that those impacts were from a Soviet Dragunov sniper rifle. The Air Force commanding, the Air Force preliminary investigator that went out there, and I know that your head's probably spinning right now, like Air Force yeah, I'm investigating just like, officer. You, yeah. you have no uniforms yeah. to identify. You have nobody to know exactly who's who. These guys have completely blended into their population. They are uh, a force to be reckoned with. They have a, a chain of command as well as you do, but you can't identify them because they all are not wearing a specific uniform, whereas here you are. Specifically, we know what you're doing and what you're in and the vehicle, and you probably have Kevlar on your head and a helmet or, you know, as other people listening, and body armor and they know you are, you know, the forces, but you're looking around like, where's that shot coming from? And you see someone in a burka scoot away and you're like, was it them? Uh, you see like a kid over there. It's like, was it him? You know, because it might've been. Yes. So in good point, because uh, just like you said, as we entered this village, we were coming in on the road. They lined up like it's, they were trying to observe a parade on both sides. And exactly. No women and children. Yeah, the baseline had totally shifted. We passed through there at six o'clock, three hours earlier, and it was a normal pattern of life. Men, women, children going in this bazaar. This time when we came back at nine o'clock, it was only fighting age men lined up on both sides yeah. of the road. So we we're like, baseline change, something about ready to happen. Then boom, this car bomb goes off on us. It's game on. They also had a mob of unarmed men that dragged a vehicle across the road in front of us blocking us in there. So when we were getting attacked on both sides of the road, the sniper fire, then this mob pulled the vehicle across and they swarmed at us. This was unarmed, so we couldn't fire at them. So what we did is we fired high above their heads. Uh, nothing hit any of them. That part of the Red Sea, they were gone. So we went around that vehicle. We went back to our base. And in 20 minutes, the Afghan the Taliban were, at this time, they were using these, they call stringers. These are paid reporters. Obviously, a lot of press didn't want to deploy to Afghanistan after Mr. Pearl got his, who was a yeah, carrying member yeah, of the media. Captured Danny Pearl killed. got his head cut off. So right. they started using these locals and they'd give them, you know, the creds and they'd go there. And obviously, when you're a member of the media in a town that's controlled by the Taliban, you can kind of get a gist of what the story may end up looking like. But they had in this case, the BBC on speed dial, boom, this gets released immediately. They killed women and children. That ignited, Red, these massive protests. I mean, just 
nationwide protest, but it really started first there in Jalalabad. And then it led to the governor of Nangarhar province complaining to Hamid Karzai, the president of Afghanistan. Hamid Karzai immediately condemned, publicly condemned us. And then the investigator from the Air Force comes out. He interviewed the first two vehicles of Marines, no Afghans. And at that point, we were ordered out of Afghanistan. Then they had the investigation fit the decision that the generals, the SOC sent, Major General Kearney from uh, the Special Operations Command Central. He ordered us out. Obviously, his chief of staff, this Air Force colonel, uh, does an investigation. And he, this is what he opined, Rad. He said, well, I think the impacts on the vehicles were either that the Marines shot their vehicles before they went out on patrol. I'm like, okay, why would you do something to damage your yeah, that your own arm. Sorry, sorry. I mean, have you ever so, seen, yeah, marine units that would do something like that? Or they said, no. he said the second thing I he opined was during the engagement that we shot our vehicles. We we took our machine. You've seen a medium machine gun, a two forty golf. Can you imagine hanging out the side like several yeah, feet during that. while you're getting shot at, and shoot the side of your vehicle? That's what, and, and like you're doing, into doing your vehicle. This. Like if he's trying to say yeah. you're swinging it outside of your door and you shoot through your door that way, I can maybe see him saying you shot through your vehicle out, but shooting into your vehicle with a yeah. big Bravo, I mean, M240 or something. It's just, okay, that's that's crazy. Yeah. That's your, okay, keep going. Please tell me. Yeah. So he believed everything that the Taliban-controlled village told him, and then we get booted. Then, so General Kearney turned the investigation over to the Marines and the Marines, the Commandant of the Marine Corps, General Conway at the time, assigned the convening authority, the commanding general of the Marines Central Command, Marsend, who was Lieutenant General Jim Mattis. So at that time, General Mattis had the testimonies of the 29 Marine and Special Operations Corpsmen who were on the patrol with me, as well as the one total of 30, the Afghan uh, interpreter who was on the patrol with us. He had all of our sworn statements. They all stated the same. He had my polygraph. That's when this turned into investigations gone wild, where they sent 45 criminal investigators and four prosecuting attorneys. This is unprecedented. It's never, ever been used, done, this type of dogpiling. Some people call it, that sounds like bullying. Let's just call it for what it is. Bully is like one person. A dogpile is when you this is, unleash yeah. everything to destroy right innocent people that fought our way out of an ambush. So that's what General Mattis did. It's a fact. It's in the book, A Few Bad Men. It's incontrovertible. It happened. So here's one of, I'll give you a couple of things they did. First, they imposed a gag order. So none of us could talk to the press. It was punitive. They said, if our attorneys say anything to the press, they'll be disbarred. If we, as Marines, say anything, we're going to be punished even more. And then they took a uh, Marine sergeant, the one that was in the vehicle that got blown up. So the bomb detonated right on this guy's face. He was the driver of the vehicle. He had legally immigrated to America. He was naturalized. They threatened to deport his mother back to Mexico if he didn't sign the statement that NCIS was in the room. But these were prosecuting attorneys in civilian clothes. This is illegal. And they coerced him under duress to sign the statement. And he did. And he admitted it on the stand. So the other thing that happened was during the court of inquiry, you have this happens in places like Pyongyang or Tehran. Yeah, they just kind of like accosted him in the room 
in civilian clothing and yeah. said, you are going to do this. It's a costing. So that's a thing. It's a tactic. Yeah, they said, they we'll use. deport your mother. Yeah. They're going to come at uh, you yeah. know, you when you're in, it's crazy how you, yeah. I'm just letting you know, this. that's a real part. Yeah. Yeah. Force confession. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. We had over 45 witnesses testify during the court of inquiry. Any that were provided exculpatory evidence, like this young sergeant, like character witnesses that hadn't even been to Afghanistan, but they provided positive testimony, as well as several others that, you know, the prosecution and defense always pre-interview those who will testify so they know what they're going to say on the stand. So go look at the online records from the court of inquiry. This is the longest trial in Marine Corps history. Find anybody that said anything positive in the media. You won't because what they did is we're going to go to closed session. And as you know, Red, you can't classify anything. Security classification guide says you cannot classify information for the purposes of saving someone from embarrassment. So every time that we had exculpatory evidence exonerated us, they would we're going to classified session. They've moved the media out of the courtroom. So although the jury heard everything and the jury exonerated us, but the media heard one side of the story, and that was that we got away with murder. And yeah. you know, they waited 
after the trial was over, they waited four months to the Friday. You know, through the spring, there's very few government holidays. So they waited till Memorial Day on Friday of, you know, that Memorial Day weekend when the government goes to a four-day weekend. The news cycle is old news. You dump it. They dumped it to Estes Thompson, only one member of the media on Friday sure. night. They did a Friday night news dump and they didn't use legal terms. It's the longest trial in Marine Corps history with the largest number of alleged mass murders in the 21st century. They said the Marines acted appropriately. They didn't say they didn't use any legal terms like innocent, guilty, dismissed. So, right. Not to, not to free your name or clear your men's name. It was to like, not maybe yeah. it was to cover up the atrocity. Like, Oh, we handled it from within. They're not being found guilty. We can't let you know that because now you're going to freak out in Afghanistan because whatever this has been spun yeah. into, because now the people of Afghanistan, yes. like you said, they're like, get out. We want to protest the situation. You're like, this has gone really bad. And now you're back here and you've gone through the United US UCMJ. You've been through the courts. You, you dude, a few bad men. What a book. Okay. That's the name of your book is a few bad men. <laughs> it's just all, I'm sorry that you had to deal with this. Yes. And you know, this is, so the verdict came out. It led to further mass protests in Afghanistan, media yeah. writing stories, because the military, no one in uniform ever said, we were innocent or not guilty. So the media kept saying, you know, writing these defamatory articles, just slandering us, saying that we got away with murder. So this happened continuously several times a year until I, re- I served seven more years in the retirement. They even put a hit ad out on me the day I retired from the Marine Corps, seven years after the ambush, you know, stating that Fred Galvin, the guy who killed 19 and wounded 50. And uh, so that's when I started fighting back. And getting the story out. And the reason is, is when nobody will fix a problem that causes massive morale issues. And when somebody gets away with something that is essentially criminal, you know, you have, I mean, the, even the Bible, it doesn't say thou shalt not bear. It doesn't say you shouldn't lie. It says don't bear yeah. false witness against your neighbor. Right. That means right. you know what the truth is and you're slandering. It's your you know, character right. assassination because somebody's character is being destroyed. That's and right. Rad, this is exactly what's going to happen. Mark my words. It's already in progress. There's a case that happened to Marines in Afghanistan. The corpsman who treated, there was Army Green Bray. He attacked one of the Marine gunnery sergeants who was a raider, punched him in the face twice, coming in a third time. He was hit once in the face, fell down. And guess what? The corpsman treated Now, the corpsman's case was dismissed February 9th, 2022, this earlier this year. The government's appealing it. So Chief Gilmet, the corpsman, is going into the Washington, D.C. Navy Yard tomorrow at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Because the government is saying, hey, even though your case was dismissed with prejudice, we're still coming after you. So people in and, and the two other raiders, to include the, the Marine gunnery sergeant, who was assaulted, right. who was punched in the face twice. All right. three of these guys have been charged with homicide. So people think like, what's the big deal here? Well, a few bad men lays the blueprint of why and how these senior officers abuse their authority. And this is not when we talk about and you see what's going on in Russia, where you know they, they have numerically a superior force technologically they have a far greater amount of resources they should be pummeling a country like ukraine why are they at an impasse right now i would submit one of the reasons it's not because of logistics issue or the weather this time of year i mean those are all going away 
it's because of morale. And right now, the morale in our military is is not at a high point. And we have this quasi treaty. It's it's kind of expired, but you know we're still, you know, the United States will likely come to the aid of Taiwan if they get attacked by the People's Liberation Army, which is only 96 miles west of Taiwan. So when that happens, it's probably not if it's we will get dragged into a war, which will require amphibious and airborne operations, the most dangerous thing that we do to dislodge an enemy from a, an island. We better have competent commanders, effective military, and troops with high morale, because it's not going to be a walk in the park, Brad. We both know this, and that's why this is a big deal. Why should people be aware of morale issues in the military, special operators that are getting like crushed by their, you know, the comment on the Marine Corps was uh, this several years ago, over a decade ago, but they had these snipers that urinated on the Taliban, and during which, okay, stupid move. I heard I guess about what? that. Yeah, I heard about it. Yeah. Yeah. You have a commandant of the Marine Corps who had been in for 40 years, I mean, twice as long as these guys have been alive. And he said, I want, told the convening authority, this is this unlawful command influence. I mean, this demoralizes forces when he says, told the convening authority, Lieutenant General Waldhauser, you know, the convening authority signed a sworn statement saying that he was told by General Amos that General Amos wanted those Marines crushed. So how does somebody have any presumption of innocence? I mean, that's the hallmark of our, the foundation of America is that we're a legal society, that we don't, you know, just have people, you know, destroying your civil rights. This is a big issue. And thanks for letting me talk about this. Yeah, you're welcome, Fred. And it's got to be hard because again, it's war. Okay. And we're not stepping on the same sand at the same time. When the situation happened, we hear about it here in the States a little later. And like you said, in your scenario, it was like automatically spun up out there. But in the time that it went from their media manager, the Taliban's media manager, probably, to the BBC, they had probably a CSI team of their own go in and do whatever they wanted to the scene to make it look as so and make it, you know, collect up whatever evidence, put whatever evidence. We're not there. I'm sorry you have to go through, you know, proving yourself by writing a book and doing all these media junkets and going all these different networks and even on software radio to have to have your say. I would rather we be talking about, you know, something else, you know, like Top Gun, because that was a fun movie. But here we are talking about how you just want your name and your men's names out there and everybody associated to your situation, just free and clear, just to move on. And please don't look at me that way anymore. Yes. And there's similar cases, unless this problem's fixed, just like the case currently with the Marsoc yeah. 3, this will continue yeah. until the problem gets fixed. It's, it's like a cancer and in our military, it has to get cut out, removed, fully treated, or those that abuse this authority, there's no incentive for them to change. It has to be stopped. Right. Uh, and you have to, the, the first thing is you need to shine a light on it. And that's what a few bad men, it's a nonfiction story that completely analyzes what happened to our Marine right. Special Operations Task Force. It's a unvarnished, raw account. Uh, you know, I was a fighter, the the writer of the story, Salmana, professional journalist with the LA Times and Playboy, very good. Right. Uh, Playboy. Yeah, let's throw that out All there. the gangster <laughs> rappers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so he wrote it in plain language. A lot of your listeners may not have served and they're not going to get, you know, stuck in this acronym soup 
of, and confused. Right. It's written in plain language. So, uh, yeah, I think everyone will love it. Down and it's available. <laughs> yeah. If for, That's why for it's those, like Marine Expeditionary you know, Unit, you know, MEU and like SOCOM. It's like you got to break it down for the listener because they may not understand a simple acronym that leads to the to the story that you're telling. You're completely right. You should go check out right. A Few Bad Men, which is, you know, the major's book. And Major, I know that you're still trying to get your Lieutenant Colonel, what is that, an 07, 06 rank? Is that right? 05. Some, yes. 05, okay. I was just giving you a little props up there. I don't know what I'm saying. All right, General. But listen. <laughs> yeah, I know. And I know. Look at your smile. Now, is there still opportunity for you to reclaim that on your DD-214 so that you get, you know, like, you know, your fair pay? And are you still getting benefits from the military with your retirement? Have they, like... I mean, if that, if they're doing that, right. Yeah. So yeah, I did retire and, uh, the, the great things, incredible organization has decided, you know, completely pro bono. They saw the injustice and they said, hey, Fred, we, you know, it wasn't to me like trying to go out, but they, they launched a campaign judicial watch to, uh, and this is in federal court. I fully believe that we'll win because it shows, okay. They, the department of the Navy did say all of this you know, adverse material, get rid of it from his record. And yeah, what happened after that was essentially nothing. Your PT test. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> yeah. So come on. anyway, it's a, yeah, this is still ongoing. And so I'll let the process go, but yeah, an organization took it on their own initiative. And I really truly appreciate their hard work, you know, in taking this up to, to fight and, and, uh, I'm confident that they will win. So, but uh, again, I appreciate uh, being able to tell this story uh, to your audience very much. You're welcome. Well, it's, it's soft rep, you know, and it's special operation forces report. And so we're giving you the chance to report. And uh, this is you telling our listener that chooses to listen to this lifestyle of conversation and, you know, inside the, the world of the military from perspectives like ourselves, where we've had some taste of it and we can, you know, go back and forth and, and bring that listener who had asthma or who had like a premature eye from birth, who could never have the chance to go out for SOCOM MEU, listen to someone like you and your soft spoken words of you're calculated, you know? And I would say that I have so many things to say, but this is the internet and it's out there forever. So I'm not going to say things. I'm going to say thank you for raising your right hand and serving enlisted in the Marine Corps, choosing thank to you. go as an officer and choosing to be on our show and telling your story. And I'm going to let my listeners make up their mind. You know, he's getting his benefits. What does that tell you? All right. That's what I have to say. Because if you're not getting your benefits, think about that. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. Well, thank you for being on our show. I know you have a hard line to go take care of some other uh, interviews. So I would love to have you back on if there's anything that ever happens and I can formally call you Lieutenant Colonel. Let me know. Hit us up. We'll bring you back on for part two of that situation. And from all of us here at Soft Rock Radio, thanks for taking the time out of your busy day. So thank you. Godspeed. Yeah. Thank you, Red. You've been listening to Soft Rep Radio. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. 
Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality potency and consistency scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality visit lazarusnaturals.com today lazarus naturals committed to improving your life as well as the world around you not available in idaho iowa or south dakota if a new house is on your wish list in the next five years grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an ohio homebuyer plus account from kemba financial credit union a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn seven percent apy a five hundred dollar matching bonus and a fifteen hundred dollar mortgage closing cost credit learn more at kemba.org offer expires march 31st 2025 apy equals annual percentage yield restrictions apply nmls 292230 equal housing lender federally insured by ncua